Find all your favorite movies and shows faster with Xfinity. Just speak into the X1 voice remote to search across live TV, on demand, even Netflix and Prime Video. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity today and get a great offer. You'll enjoy Xfinity X1, which gives you access to your favorite streaming apps like Netflix, YouTube, and now Prime Video. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit the store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Stay talking girls hoops with our next guest. He joins us right now on the phone lines, Brandon Appleton and Gola Hornets girls basketball. Coach, how are you? Good. How about you guys? We're doing well, and congratulations for a uh, sectional championship. You had to wait till Monday to win it, but you got to knock off a uh, a postseason nemesis in Concordia to do it. Had to feel pretty good. Oh, for sure. It's uh, you know a, a program like Concordia and Coach Miller with all his all his uh, years of of winning. It's it's great to to say you were you were able to you know beat off a team that you know we've held in high regard for quite a while. And coach, you're looking through postseason history. 2010, Concordia knocked you off. 2011, 2013, 2015, 16, 17, 18. It's been uh, several years over the last you know ten that uh, Concordia has ended the season. What did you tell your girls? The key was to be able to beat the cadets on Monday. Well, we really thought last year we had a group that could really compete and and give Concordia fits. Um, so we were confident going in. We knew we we knew what they were going to do. We 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 felt we were really well prepared. So, you know, when you when you get preparation like that, it's just a matter of going out and executing. And you know, I think our our ability to to wear teams down, I think, kind of showed its form there in that game. And um, you know, we we put the gas pedal down and just kind of ran away with it. Coach, I saw you on Friday night that sectional opener versus Leo, and a lot of people thought, well. This was a, a Leo team that was able to, to, to beat you guys in the regular season in early December. So, uh, you know, what, what was part two going to, going to entail? And it was dominance from the opening tip off. You guys win that game 66 to 27. And in taking that game in, I really felt the way you guys played on Friday, if you could continue it Saturday and Monday were a definite threat to the cadets ended up being the case. But, uh, what has been the difference here the latter half of the year with this team? to really convincingly beat teams like Leo uh, that were able to beat you in the regular season? Well, early on in the year, we had a lot of adversity up with our program and, you know, credit to our kids and, uh, you know, digging in and, and really allowing us to coach them and get them better. And, uh, you know, we had some some accountability things we wanted to make sure we had straightened out with our program. And, you know, you, sometimes it takes, you know, you learn a lot from the losses and, you know, getting that loss at Leo, I don't think we're, you know, the team we are today if we don't maybe take that lump there early in December. And then, you know, once you start getting a couple wins and you start getting that confidence rolling in the right direction, uh, you can you can accomplish a lot of great things. And, you know, the girls have been pretty well keyed in. And, uh, you know, it was almost nice even to lose that conference championship game against Central Noble. Um, let them understand that we're still not where we needed to be defensively and we have to find a way to shut down those star players a little better. And, uh, you know, credit to the girls. They they wanted it, and they 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 wanted the challenge again of of playing against a you know that elite player like what we saw in Garcia. And um, you know, they were they were amped for the the Leo game. They they wanted that one bad. They wanted to go prove to everybody that that, that wasn't the same team that that got beat uh, back in December by them. So um, you know, I, I told the girls when we, we keep playing like this, we can do a lot of really good things. And you know, we've been fortunate to be on the right side of things. 
Coach Brandon Appleton, Angola Hornets, joining us here on the OPS High School Coaches Show. Coach, your press uh, was the difference last weekend and being able to pressure teams. When you're coaching that, are the girls eager to play that type of defense or does it take some convincing when you are trying to get girls to adapt to that style? Well, I, I guess it's just my my way. I, th- I think the uh, kids like to run and play, man. I, I I struggle anymore when I watch basketball at the collegiate level, or even, a, you know, not as much the NBA because that's a different animal. But, uh, you know, you watch the college game and they're just running a bunch of sets all the time. And you see the kids looking over the bench and wondering what, what set the coach is calling. And, uh, man, we just want to get out and play, man. Let, let's force these other teams to, to do things that maybe is outside of their norm. You know, if they run a lot of sets, well, we're not going to let them do that. We're going to pressure them and force them to make plays on their own and play basketball the way I remember as a kid going to the park, man. You just go and play. Nobody's out there calling plays. you got to learn how to read and react and, and know what to do next. And uh, we definitely use our, our pressure defense to hopefully wear teams down. And um, it's it's been something we've always been doing. You know, we don't have a whole lot of height up there in Angola like – a lot of these other schools that we're running into now and um you know to take you know kind of shorten it up a little bit we, we try to extend the floor and really make teams work and handle the ball and uh you know if we can find a weakness there we're gonna we're gonna try our best to exploit it so coach you got a couple of seniors that that have led the way for you Hannah Noll, the sophomore has been tremendous uh let's talk the makeup of this team and how you know that that backcourt is led by Hannah Noll, but also has uh, plenty of assistance from from a couple seniors and and uh, and fenster maker's been good a junior for you as well so a, a lot of balance with your group oh yeah um that's i think that's the one thing that as we look forward kind of separates us from uh a lot of these other schools we we are we feel we're a more complete team as far as we're putting five girls on the floor who we feel can shoot the basketball at a, a very high level. So we're not going to get those boxing one matchups as much as what maybe some other schools will. And um, we feel that kind of gives us a much bigger advantage when we're on the offensive end of the floor. They really struggle to match up with us. And um, that allows us to open up some gaps. And, you know, as long as we can knock down some shots, it's going to be a, a tough night for teams defensively against us. So, um, you know, that and complement that with our pressure defense, we're going to be right there. And, I mean, you know, credit to those kids, you know. Reese Pepler was a, you know, a three-year varsity player for us, never really started much the first two years, and uh, she just kind of got thrown in there this year, and she's just always had a knack for finding a way to get the ball in the basket. And, uh, been a good one-on-one defender for us and uh, just super excited for her success and her, her buddy Sarah there uh, as well. And uh, kind of the unsung hero, the fence to maker kid, uh, probably our best defender overall, and just does a lot of the little things, um, whether it's rebounding or boxing out, or you know, making sure we're moving offensively the right way, or helping on a rotation defensively. She does a lot of those little things, and then to see her come out like that, uh, play the way she did in that sectional championship, man, couldn't happen to a better kid. And uh, you know, with Hannah. She she's going to be a, a big time player. She's she's just growing and learning. And uh, I told her maybe my my proudest moment as a coach during that sectional championship wasn't the 18 points that she scored, but the six assists and really getting her to learn how to make the right decisions and and get her teammates involved and how it'll really help open up the floor for her and uh, make it you know really hard for for teams to guard us. And um, the quiet one who still hasn't quite popped on the scene is Lauren Leach and. Uh, a lot of teams will look at film and maybe think they can't guard her, and 
I tell people all the time, she's the best shooter in our program that nobody knows about. Um, she can go out and, and knock a lot of shots down. You know, I think she's still kind of working her way as a freshman to kind of understand him. We're throwing a lot at her, asking her to play a big this year. And, um, she's just been doing great. She's a high IQ kid and um, reads things very well. And, you know, having those five kids on the floor that can shoot it like that, that just I think that's tough for a lot of teams. Coach, you uh, hopefully have two games to prepare for on Saturday. You get the early game against Newcastle. 10 a.m. is the tip at Columbia City. How do you approach it? What have you seen uh, when you're scouting Newcastle? And I'm sure just a cursory glance at the other two teams, but uh, what's the approach heading into Saturday? Well, Newcastle's got this Tabor girl who is something special. She's, I'm pretty sure, going to be one of those Indiana uh, one of those Indiana players at the end of the year playing against Kentucky, she can put the ball in the basket. Um, and she's, I think, got enough pieces around her that it, it makes it real hard for teams to just focus in on her because girls out around her are knocking enough shots down that, you know, some, some teams are worried about her. But, um, you know, they, they had Northwestern right there at the end of the year, and uh, that was really the only, you know, loss they've had here recently, and they've kind of been on a nice little roll. But, uh you know, we, we, we've always prided ourselves on a defensive end. and uh, The girls love the challenge of playing a player like that. And, um, you know, they got a, a girl with a little bit of size uh, down there as well that can cause us some fits. But like I said, you know, we, we've got some advantages on our end of the floor as well with, you know, how we can spread the floor out. So um, hopefully we can draw that big away from the rim and, you know, really get downhill and attack them and, uh you know, see how they do with this pressure because I don't think they've seen the kind of defense that we can throw at teams, and um, you know, hopefully we can we can stir some things up and turn them over a little bit and get some easy buckets. Coach, I appreciate the dime. Congratulations on the sectional championship, and uh, we'll see what happens uh, at Columbia City on Saturday. Good luck. Hey, thank you very much. Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. It's peak season for asparagus, which pairs perfectly with a light and crisp rosé. Many bottles of champagne and sparkling wines are perfect for adult Easter baskets. And they're really cute, too. My perfect brunch? Belgian waffles with extra whipped cream and a holiday pour of your sweetest rosé. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this spring at Total Wine & More. Cheers! Podcast by Federated Media. Podcast by Federated Media.